Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Only God can judge our motives. In other words, the heart of man. You see, you and I can't read the heart of another person. I can see their fruit or lack of. I can see if it looks like they're doing the things Bible says, but I cannot know their motives. But there is someone who can, and that's God. You see, God knows the real you and the real me. Many of us have probably heard the response, the Bible teaches not to judge whenever we approach someone with an exhortation. Unfortunately, this is often a misinterpretation of Scripture and can lead to more confusion as opposed to growth. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will help us to gain a better understanding of the context to this commonly referenced verse. In our study, we learn about the importance of discernment and responsibility when approaching others who might be stumbling. Although we can see outwardly, only God can truly know the heart. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he begins his message entitled, Remove the Plank. To Matthew chapter 7. If you don't know where that is, ask the neighbor to you. Again, get your Bible because this passage is incredibly important because it's one that's very misunderstood. Don't be ashamed of asking for a Bible. Many, many people do it and you'll share together. Matthew chapter 7. Now what I want you to do is I want to remind you this morning that the Bible is very practical. It speaks right to the things of life. And what I want you to do, many of you don't take notes, and that's okay. But I want you to take one note, even if you never take another rest of the notes, nothing the rest of the service. Now, get ready. This, you're going to need to write this down. It's a very short statement. And uh, it's something you really know you'll, have to, you'll use it all your Christian life. Every single Christian will use this. It's very practical. Jesus makes this statement. I'll let you read the statement. This is the statement. Jesus says this morning, never give pearls to a pig. Did you write it down? You say, Pastor Mark, you're spoofing, aren't you? Like, what translation is this? No, this is exactly from Jesus. He says, never give pearls to a pig. Well, there's Miss Piggy. And she's got her pearls. She's smiling. But Jesus says, no, that's, there's something wrong with that picture. Pig doesn't know what to do with pearls. And you say, is there an application to this? Yes. It's the last verse we'll study this morning. When we get there, 
I'll tell you. Let's begin verse 1. Matthew 7. Do not judge. Anybody ever hear those words before? If you've ever been around a non-Christian and you go to them and you go, well, I, don't, I don't think you should be doing that. Hey man, who are you telling me? Don't. The Bible says do not judge. You've heard it. You've heard it. Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. I told you, didn't I? If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you into pieces. Today we want to talk about a subject that's very misunderstood. Judging another person. What does Jesus mean when he says, Do not judge. Does Jesus mean that Christians are not to judge at all? Well, we're going to answer that as we go through. By the way, just so you be comfortable, no, that is not what he means. When we see the word judge, what does that really mean? Well, basically, here's the definition. Judge means to distinguish and then to decide. In other words, to make a decision. Now, to make a decision, well, requires truth. It requires the facts. I know, as we take off this afternoon, and tomorrow afternoon we're in near the Tel Aviv area, and then right up to Caesarea, I know from fact what the weather's like. I know for the 10 days basically what the weather's like. Those facts are able to help me make a decision about what to put in that suitcase. So if I'm going to make a judgment call, it requires me to have truth. Actually, if I'm going to make a, a good judgment call, it requires me to have all the facts. Now, there are two areas of judgment that only God can make. You and I can't judge in these cases. I want to give both of them to you this morning. Write them down so you'll understand. Number one, only God can judge our motives. In other words, the heart of man. You see, you and I can't read the heart of another person. I can see their fruit or lack of. I can see if it looks like they're doing the things the Bible says, but I cannot know their motives. But there is someone who can, and that's God. You see, God knows the real you and the real me. He knows our thoughts. He knows our motives. He knows our intentions. There are absolutely no secrets from God. Hebrews chapter 4 speaks to us about this principle. For the word of God is living and active. As we teach this morning, it's alive. Notice, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to the divining soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Here's the key. It judges the thoughts, and here's a word you'll hear a lot today, the thoughts and 
attitudes of the heart. As you and I sit in this service, the word of God, the truth will go forth. You and I, God knows exactly where to go and he knows exactly what you're thinking right now. He knows your motives. He knows all of these things and it will sometimes encourage us the word, sometimes correct us, sometimes just get us back and maybe make a commitment again where we needed to. It knows exactly how, it's, it's powerful, it's alive. It's not that I'm alive, I am, but I can't judge you because I can't know your motives, but God can. Now Paul speaks about this in a couple places. Romans 14, 4. Who are you to condemn, many times judging, if it's done incorrectly, is condemning. We'll talk about that. Some of you in your marriages, you're a critical condemner of your spouse. They never do right. They never meet up to your expectations. And you just constantly barrage them and judge them. We'll see how to correct that later. So Paul says, who are you to condemn God's servants? They're responsible, not to you, to the Lord. So let him tell them whether they are right or wrong. The Lord's power will help them do as they should. You see, God is able to tell us when we're doing right or wrong. I don't have to correct everything in a person's life. I tell parents of teenagers, you pick your battles. There'll be many. Focus on the big ones. Let God take care of the rest. So we don't want to be nitpicky Christians, always trying to keep every... God has no problem keeping us straight. He'll speak to you this morning as he's already spoken to me this week. Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 4, 5, So be careful not to jump to conclusion. That's another whole sermon in itself, isn't it? Anybody here ever judge somebody and then you got the facts and you felt like a total idiot? Exactly. Oh, man. Too late. So be careful not to jump to conclusions before the Lord returns as to whether or not someone is faithful. When the Lord comes, he will bring our deepest secrets to light and he will reveal our private, what? Motives. Why we do things. And then God will give to everyone whatever praise is due. So first of all, only God can judge our motives. Second area where only God can judge. Only God can judge regarding our eternal destiny. You say you were created spirit. You and I, our bodies will die, but our spirits will live either with God in heaven or apart from God in hell forever. And I have an eternal destiny. Well, who determines that? Well, the judge, the final judge, will be God. Who determines the outcome? You do. And we'll see that in our teaching. Notice Romans 14.10. You then, why do you judge your brother? Remember the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5, 6, and 7 is written to Christians, not to unbelievers, all Christians. So, you then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good and bad. So every Christian is going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm, going to, I'm, not, I'm not judged for my sins there. I'm already saved. My sins were judged on the cross. But I will give an account of, of how I use my gifts, my time, my ability, my money, 
my witnessing, all of those things will come into judgment. You see, was I faithful? Was my service to Christ great? How about my generosity, my use of time, the exercise of my spiritual gifts? The Bible gives us a parable where the individual got 10 talents, five talents, one talent. When I look at a person and I look at them and I go, I'm judging you. I'm looking, man, that person's very faithful. And I think they got the one talent. They look really faithful. Well, God knows maybe they had 10 talent. They had 10 talent ability and they're really only 10% faithful. But I look at them because I can't see their heart and go, wow, this guy's terrific. No way, maybe not. And so the only one that can really judge that, and of course that's what's going to be done, and we don't want to, we don't want to be ashamed at our unfaithfulness on that judgment day, and this is what Paul says. So basically, I need to live with eternity in view, knowing that I am going to stand before God as a judge. My sins are taken care of, but my eternal rewards depend on if I judge myself now. And that's part of this teaching today. So those are the two areas. I can't judge. I can't judge your motives. I can't, you can't judge mine. And I can't judge eternally where you're going. Now, I can look at you and say, if you've never become a Christian, you've never accepted Christ, I can tell you where you're going. But see, I'm not really judging. The Bible is really judging. Because the Bible says, he who has the Son has life. He who doesn't have the Son doesn't have life. So it's easy to do that, but God really does the judging. But what about areas that I can judge? The Bible says, in many, many places, we'll cover maybe three this morning, that I have to make decisions. I do have to judge. But it's the attitude of how I judge that Jesus is talking about in this teaching. Now, I want you to write three keys down, and these must be the basis of when we judge and how we judge. If you get these three, then we've got it. Number one, God's attitude toward us is redemptive, not critical. In other words, what God wants to do when he judges and he corrects a person, he wants to correct them so that they'll get back in line, get on the right road, and accomplish the things that he wants them to do in their life. It's always redemptive. It's always positive. It's always restoring a person. It is never to tear them down, kick them out, say, we don't want anything to do with you. No, it's always redemptive. So if I'm going to be like God, my attitude when I correct someone, when I judge someone, the bottom line is not, I'm going to get you, man. No, the bottom line is, I want to restore you. We'll see that a little later. Number two. So what kind of a person as a Christian should I be? Well, I should not be critical, unteachable, and condemning. You will have an opportunity to look at your life this morning and judge how you are when you confront an individual. And we're all confronted. We all need that. So... Is your attitude this morning pretty much critical? Someone wants to address that, you're unteachable. And basically your judgment is condemning people. Well, Jesus says don't do that. You're supposed to be restoring people, not tearing them down. So I am to be, number three, graceful, remembering where I came from, how I want to be restored. Teachable, continuing to learn. Mature, 
Picking the times when I'm going to confront someone, knowing that many times I don't need to because God will take care of it. And that means I need discernment. Actually, spiritual discernment. You see, I need balance. I'm not to just let things go. I do need to confront and judge sometimes. But I also need an incredible amount of spiritual discernment so that I'm graceful, teachable when I do that. I can't be this arrogant, self-righteous person who is known as, when you, when you walk down there, here comes the condemner. Let's, let's move to the other corner. You, you don't want to be that way. All of us know people who basically, they're just always critical. They're always negative. I mean, nothing's ever right. You go to a restaurant and nothing's right. Something's always wrong with the meal. You go somewhere and you just know it's coming. Now, what happens with that? Here's a very important key. Critical condemning people cannot help anyone. You see, you and I don't receive from people that tear us down. All we do is react and turn inward. I shut you off. Now, I may stand there, but I'm going to shut you off. Because I don't receive from that when, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. A person in front of you is trying to correct you and they're just judging you. And you know their whole goal is just to put you down. You're not receiving that. I mean, the other person is getting it all off their mind, off their chest. Wow, great. They think they're doing terrific. No, they're not helping anyone. Now, there are areas, using those three principles, redemptive, don't be critical, Do be graceful, teachable, mature. There are a couple areas, I'll talk about three this morning, where we should judge. Number one, we should judge truth from doctrinal error. You see, this is essential since we're living in the last days. The Bible tells us in the last days, there will be all kinds of deceiving spirits in and outside of the church. There will be more and more cults that will come. The Bible tells us in the last days, demons will have all kinds of stuff going on. And so this points out the necessity of a mature, discerning leadership in a church. Many of you have come from mainline denominations. Denominations that were pure with the word of God. They're no longer pure. They go away from the things of God. Well, how did that happen? It happened because the leadership in those churches didn't correct error in doctrine. And because of that, some of those churches we know, and I won't name them this morning, denominations, are split. You have this one, and you have this one. And then a lot of people just go, forget it, don't even go to church. And then other people look for a church where the word is taught in truth. So we have to be discerning in that. I want you to know that you have elders and pastors here who keep our ears open and our eyes open. Because we know how Satan likes to bring in people to cause division. Look what Paul says. Romans 16, 17. urge your brothers to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching from the Bible that you have learned. Keep away from them. I have to make a judgment call. What I just heard doesn't sound like what I just heard from the pulpit. Let me give you a couple of illustrations. Number one, you cannot 
unless you're very, very gifted. You cannot invite Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses into your home and try to debate them. Most of you aren't trained to do that. They're very well trained. They have almost all your questions backed up with false stuff. Of course, they have to come up and bring the Book of Mormon and so forth. So you can't do that. Now, they're wonderful people, but they're lost. And they're full of air. You say, well, that can't be. They love family, whatever. That's the deception. So you have to go by the Word of God. Notice the next verse. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Well, Pastor Mark, there's good spirits and bad spirits? Yes. There's demons and angels. Don't believe everyone. But test, judge, make a decision, determine the spirits to see whether they're from God. Well, how do I know it? Well, if the spirit says something that is against the word of God, I know what spirit is. And because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Let me just show you something that's even minor, but it's major. A few years ago, and this isn't too prevalent anymore, but it still happens. We had an individual or two and a few folks that came, and they would get into one of our small groups. And uh, as they're going around the small group, the small group studying, they'd say, well, what, do you, what, do you, what Bible do you have? Well, I have the NIV, and what do you have? I have New, New uh, Living Translation, and I have a New American Standard or whatever, and I have the New King James or whatever. But what do you have? Well, I have the King James. And by the way, the rest of you are going to hell. No, I'm very serious. Because the King James is the only approved Bible. And so they were condemning. And a new Christian go like, I never even read the Bible. What is the NIV? <laughs> well, you have to have the King James, thus, thou, us, whatever. And their point is, you know, that Paul read from the King James Bible. Well, the King James Bible didn't come into being in 1600. Paul didn't read the King James Bible. He read the New Living Translation. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> no. You see what happens? And so they want to divide. It's ridiculous. So what did we do as a church? Well, we brought them in because the home group said the people are confused. We brought the individuals in and said, look, you can have whatever belief you want. It's fine if you, and again, I use the new King James basically study for, and I have nothing against the King James Bible. I, that's what I was brought up with. And you, you can have your opinion, but you can't judge other people that are wrong because they don't use your Bible. Well, we will. We said, not here. You say, you, you mean you kicked them out of the church? You betcha. Why? We're protecting the sheep. So we have to make a judgment call, and we do that. Now, is that easy? No. But is it the right thing to do? Yes. And so we'll have more of that coming. As I said to you, mainline denominations already, when you take up the homosexual agenda, for one, what has happened? Churches are split. Because now they say that God's word doesn't say this. It has never changed and never will. Now, we're not condemning to the people, but we don't change our truths. Second, we should judge obvious sinful conduct within the church. Understanding the context of specific scriptures is paramount when it comes to daily application in our lives. One such example is judge not, lest you be judged. In today's message, Pastor Mark reflected on the context of this passage while teaching us a very important aspect when it comes to exhortation. In our study, we were reminded that true exhortation and correction comes through God's Word and His Spirit. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. 
Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. The idea of correcting other people has become a rather taboo or controversial subject within the lens of secular society. However, the Bible teaches us as believers that we're to do just that. In our next message, Pastor Mark will teach us both how and why we're to exhort one another within the body of Christ. Focusing on love and grace, we'll learn the importance of attempting to restore rather than condemn. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a herd.